the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. You know, I am your host, and you're listening to Waking Up in America. We're a radio magazine, and we like to consider that we're a radio magazine for intelligent and engaging conversations. So come and join us. Bring your family with you. Take your kid by the hand. Plop them in your lap. Turn up your computer if you're listening to us on the computer. And uh, let's just see what we can do together today. The topic is one of my favorites. I think I got the right person to discuss it with, too. I got really upset a couple of months ago between the cell phone companies and such. But this is not just my issue here. We have a whole team of radio editors that are just phenomenal. Cherie Ross will tell you about essential oils. Maureen O'Crean will do her diva thing, and if you've heard Maureen, you know how outrageous she is. And Lisa, man, God gave her an exciting family to manage. And she'll share with you some of the ways that she creates success inside of that family. And Debbie Ringchop, she's always igniting financial futures for herself and her family. We were busy igniting one for her today. I'm Val Kirkard. I firewalked. I, I've done everything I could to push the envelope, fly planes, bungee cord jump, the whole thing, because I knew that if I did the things that frightened me, that there'd be a bigger world available to me. And you know what? I was right. So we're inviting you to take a risk and jump out into the world and, you know, get your problems solved. We put out a lot of really interesting information here, and people love it. They actually make a difference in their lives. Bob Sacosta of the Home Shopping Network actually says that we're doing radio, which will change the world. <laughs> Maybe he'll give the world a few solutions. Uh, join us in making Bob's statement true. I, I like it. You know, I, I like to line up behind Bob. If you happen to hear a dog barking, a telephone ringing, somebody knocking at the front door, it's probably FedEx at somebody's house because we actually generate this radio program from our homes and offices and cars. That's for you, David. Yes. <laughs> All over the country. In fact, you know, one of the interviews we did was me from Rome. <clears throat> so we love doing this, and um, we, we hear that you're enjoying what we're up to. So, hey, what can I say? We're inviting you to go to our website, wakingupinamerica.com, and actually you can email us, and if we can't get to your question this week, you can, we'll get to your question next week, and you can email us any questions that you have while we're doing the show about the guest that's on, about something that an editor said, if you want to put your own two cents in, and how you email the show is you send me, Val Kirkgaard, just do Val, V-A-L, at wakingupinamerica.com, and if if I can fit it in, I'll actually read your comment on the show and have the guest answer it. So there you go. Now, hmm, boy, like I said, I got myself all pumped up on the cell phones and the credit cards, and here we are. We're here with David Horowitz, consumer advocate. He's in the Costco newsletter, if you get that. He's got radio state. If you go to his website, it's fightback.com, right, David? Yeah, you got it. You go to that website and you'll find out this guy's on, you've got shows all over the country, right? We sure do. So I came to the expert. David, these credit card bureaus are making me crazy. 
Well, they're not only making you crazy, my darling, but they're making everybody crazy because these credit card companies have now become major business. And they started by being good guys and girls by saying, well, you know, the state wants us to give you a copy of your credit file once a year. Now, all three major credit services have said that, all right? Now, the thing is, when you call in, they ask you all these questions. They ask you, for, well, obviously, your name, your, your uh, you know, where you live, your phone number, your social security number, you know, and all that kind of stuff, which is okay. Then you have to sit and wait. So if you want need a free credit report, that's not the way to get it. The free credit report is going to cost you time. All right. So then they, they do that, and then suddenly you find yourself bombarded with stuff to, um, to give you your latest credit rating, per se, if you're going to buy a house or sell you other features that these people have in the marketplace. And it ticks off a lot of people, including you, my sweetheart, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was something on my credit report that wasn't even mine. And I was buying a place, and it was dropping my credit by 30 points. Well, you know, that happens. That happens quite often, and that's one of the reasons why you should look at your credit file. But the problem is, once that happens, you want to get it undone off your file, and that's where the problems start, because there's no way they can just lift it. You call and say, well, I want this lifted. It, it could take months to get rid of that. And in the meantime, if you're looking for, for some kind of... Uh, um, mortgage or you're buying a car and you need to have your credit file uh, in good shape, you're screwed. You know, my mortgage broker, Robert Weiss, a really great guy, he actually works with a credit bureau service where they actually have some way that they can get in there and they can talk to the credit bureau. It doesn't happen as fast as I think it should because, you know, sometimes it'll take like two months to take the thing off. Even if you paid off a card... Mm-hmm. They take two months for that to show up on your credit report. No, I know that, but he probably has. He could do this on his computer. There are credit reporting services that have a service that you could just go in on your computer if you happen to be a real estate broker or a banker or whatever and find out instantly what the current credit rating is. But, uh, you know, the average person obviously doesn't have that. If you know someone who does, it can help you. You know what's but, very helpful is, the, um, this woman, Lori, that I spoke with, she goes, look, if you drop the balance on this one credit card by $2,000 and you drop this other balance and you and, and I learned some tricks, you, we can change your score by about 40 points. One of them is, David, I don't know if you know this or not. I may be telling you something. If you're applying for a house loan or something of that nature, you know how we have a tendency to pay off our gas bill? Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, they send us a bill. We pay it off. That isn't as good as if they have a, if you had a credit balance on the gas bill. So it's, it's not only with gas bills; it's with anything. Like some people say, I don't need to have twelve credit cards. I want to get rid of two of them. I'm just going to give them up. When you do that, what you have done is brought down your credit score markedly because what you're doing is you're saying, "Oh, well, we don't really need the credit on these things anymore," and that will that will hurt your score. I now, thought that was just the rottenest thing. Well, I know, but, you know, the thing is, so what are you supposed to do? If you have a credit card that costs you, say, 50 bucks a year to, to keep and you, you, you don't want to pay the $50 because you don't use it and you turn it back, well, yeah, you're saving $50, but your credit score could go down, in some cases, 10, 12, 15 points. Depending How long on, would it take for the credit score to go back up again? Well, then you have to go back and get credit. 
You're kidding. No. You mean it's going to permanently stay down? It, what it can do, what, and this happens with a lot of senior citizens, there are people who are out there who have really great credit scores, and they say, well, why do I need four credit cards? I just need one credit card. I pay my bills. I've got a great bank balance. Uh, everything is paid up, so I'm going to get rid of them. So they get rid of them, and they find out that their credit score just goes down, 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 down. And even though they have a lot of money in the bank, they still can't get the credit they need to buy a car or to buy some big appliance or whatever. Is the word criminal appropriate here? I no. think it's criminal. It isn't criminal because it's legal. It might be criminal in, in, in the way you say it, the way you think it, but it's legal what they do. You know, you also have to remember that these credit reporting services are big business, and big business has a lot to do with big lobbying in the federal government, state governments, and so on and so forth. So they just go in and lobby the hell out of everything, and they stay afloat. And um, But now there's a, there's a committee that has been trying for a year to go in and investigate these credit reporting services, and that investigation has really not come off, and it hasn't really brought anything up that looks like it needs to be investigated, except, hey, you guys, if somebody gives you the wrong um, the wrong number or a wrong name or whatever, you better you better be up for that. Now, my wife is a great example. She went to get a credit. She needed credit for her small business, right? She went to get her credit file up, and when she went and got her credit file up, she found out that her Social Security number was being used by someone of a different name. Exactly. Checking back, they found out someone who was in prison also had her credit card number. Jesus. I mean, you know, so where does this come from? Well, it gets through the system. The system is not infallible. And so I think it's a good idea to look at your credit report if you can get it without being inundated after you ask for it for free with all this garbage that comes in the mail for you, you know. Uh, get your credit score, do this. Uh, we'll give you a, a program where every month, if there's a change in your credit card, we'll tell you what's going on. I mean, this has become a big, big business. Well, you and know, the, the real there is something that I learned. If I go on the Internet, which I resent how much they charge for this, to tell you the truth, and I buy their credit report and I buy their FICO score, I then have their telephone number that will, a human will actually answer. Mm-hmm. I actually was losing points. Catch this, David. I was losing points on my credit report because... They had my birthday down wrong. Well, that, but, but that, that is a typical error that occurs that can hurt your credit. And, you know, because age has something to do with your credit, uh, along with, you know, how much money you make. Age is an important factor in that. Are you going to be able to go out and buy a house for uh, $5 million and pay it off if you're 92 years old? I mean, I'm just using that as a little bit of a wife joke, but... What I'm saying is all these things, all these things are, are, are a part of your file. And what's happening is that our lives are now being centered around what our credit files say in anything we want to purchase. Okay, well, we've got a problem here that I'd like you to address, and it's Cherie Ross. Cherie, you want to talk to David? You have to get off mute, sweetie. Oh, but mute is so nice. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, David. Great, because you don't have to listen to anything. There you go. No, no, no. They don't have to listen to me. Okay. But that's anything, because you're not listening to yourself. Go ahead. Here we go. I have recently started to look at um, buying some real estate, 
And um, the other thing that's interesting that the listeners should know about is that if your credit score or credit um, report is inquired about um, more than three times in 12 months, for every time after that someone goes in and pulls a credit report on you, your credit score drops. You're right. Two to three points, by the way. Way more than that. So now, it's let crazy. Me tell you something about that. Let me tell you something about that. You know, there are places like automobile, um, automobile stores and, and places where you buy things where you need credit. And, you know, what, you, what they do sometimes is other people in the store might go in and look at your credit file and in doing so, what they're basically doing is knocking down your credit without even the store knowing about it. That's uh, correct. You know, and, and this, is, this is another one of crazy things. Yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Just because someone wants to look at your credit score uh, for whatever reason, you lose points because they went in and looked at it. It's nuts. <laughs> now, here, here's my... Here, yeah, I've got a dilemma that's a really interesting one. When I um, my credit score dropped from the 800s down into the 600s in uh, 30 days. Wow. Yeah, and I um, let's just say I was very very upset. So I uh, asked for a copy, got a copy, and discovered that the um, there was a significant amount of errors that were recorded on there. So. Um, the um, the one error, I was able to contact the company. They said they sent it into the credit bureau to correct. Um, the credit bureau still has not corrected. We're going on two months now. It is still not corrected. Um, and so I have filed formal complaints with the credit bureaus regarding this. Now, here's the next one. From the year 1995 to 2000, I supposedly took out a extremely large um, mortgage um, with that establishment and I, I supposedly had late payments. Well, I can tell you right now, that never happened. It's not mine, because I would know that. Well, um, that is reflecting negatively on my credit report, and it has caused me to go down. And it just showed up recently, by the way, as well. It wasn't on there before. And so I contacted this, this financial institution, and I said, this is not mine. And so they said, no problem. Well, they did some investigation and found out that there are no records left because they are only required by law to retain the records for five years. And being that this was from 1995 to 2000, they threw them away in 2005. However, it stays on my credit report for seven years. And so they are not willing to do anything about it because they cannot prove or disprove that it is mine. All right, now let me just say something. Have you complained to the Federal Trade Commission? No, I just this just happened yesterday. Because, you know, the FTC is the federal agency that is over overlooking on credit card companies and, and these credit reporting services, and they're the ones that are trying to reform uh, some of the stuff that's going on with the, with the credit bureaus, credit reporting bureaus, and I suggest you go to its FTC.org. Okay. It's, it, well, let, let's say it's FTC.gov, pardon me. Okay. FTC.gov, and, and try to get, try to get the place on it, because I'm, I'm driving my car, I can't look at my, my briefcase. Right. But what the thing is, try to find out where you can complain formally about that, because this, this, 
what, what I was saying earlier is that it's going on. They, they're, they're trying to look into see what's going on with these credit reporting services, and they need to know this kind of information. And so I suggest you try to, to, uh, to file with them. Now, if, if it's in the state, if, did, you get your, did you get a credit report from the state that you live in? Uh, I'm not sure. I got one from the top three, TransUnion, Experian, and the other one. Well, there and then, and then we had to file. We had to go in and place an inquiry with one in the state that I live in, yes. All right, you had to do that. That's yeah. fine. I just want to tell you that if that came up on one credit file, it could come up on all three credit files. It That's did. What it came I, up on all three, yep. It did. So what a lot of people don't understand is when you have a credit problem, and say it's with experience. It's yes. not with experience. It's with all three credit services because yep. we all run it. So yep. that becomes a colossal pain in the tush. That's right. That's what we're dealing with right now. You know, so, and because and, you've got to go to all three of them. And all three of them, if you have any questions, cannot charge you for that credit report if there's negatives in there. If you say, I have a negative and I want to look at it, they've got to send you a free credit file, but that takes time. Yes, it does. It takes yep. time. And then there, the process that Val was talking about is called rapid refile, where you can get a rapid refile. It's like a 48-hour turnaround, but that costs like $100 to get it done. And, um, and, and if you provide documentation and the, and the company that you're providing documentation against or to, to rectify does not dispute it, it takes 48 hours, and it's called a rapid refile, and it's $100 So to get your credit score reestablished. But, yeah, the most amazing things will adversely affect your credit score in a period of four to six weeks. It's astonishing. So thank you for your help. Thank you. Did we lose everybody? David. Yeah, I lost you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I know. I'm at the post office now. You're at the post office? In, uh, well, I'm not going in the post office. I'm just there in Brentwood. Oh, I know that post office. I used, I used my post office, too. I used to be. I've been here for about 30 years. Well, right. Cherie? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so, Cherie, I, you, you've got yourself some homework to do. And it isn't going to be fun to do, I'll tell you that. Oh, it, hasn't, it has not been, and what really bothers me is the people, they hide behind the laws. They're like, well, by law, we don't have to do anything. By law, we don't have to do anything. And I just but live that, it. That is true. That is why they want to get the law rewritten. And, you know, one of the things a lot of people don't think about in terms of the law is to call your local congressperson and lodge a complaint saying, this law sucks. I mean, I can't get anything done with these people. You know, I, I, I'm going to complain to the Federal Trade Commission, but the problem is that our, our lawmakers are not doing a darn thing about it. Right. Well, the, you don't know in about the short it. term that I would recommend to you, Cherie, yeah. is especially after you get the credit report and you have their numbers and you yep. can call them. That's what I did. If you don't get what you want from one person, call back again and call back again. If you call up two or three times, you'll actually find a human. Yes. You'll find somebody that will actually... It so much depends upon... The interpretation depends upon who you're speaking to. Right. Now, and let me just tell you a word to use, which is a good word for anyone that has a problem with any kind of a company. And that word is, if this isn't taken care of, 
I'm going to escalate this problem. Escalate is the key word. When they hear escalate, they start to think maybe we'll be involved in a lawsuit or something like that, and we better get on this. Well, you know, what's interesting is I did, I was so upset with the gentleman, and I used logic and reason, and, and he, he just kept saying, doing the broken record approach, you know, repeating, by law, we can do nothing, by blah, 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 blah. And basically mm-hmm. what I said, so what you're telling me is that in order for me to get results from your business, I need to get my attorney involved and have my attorney handle it. And what he said to me is, you can, but it's just going to cost you money because by law we are not required to do anything. And I'd say, thank you very much. I'll call back later. And I, and I did. And did you find a different answer? Nope, because they have one person that I'm allowed to talk to. <laughs> well, but you see, the reason they do that is because they don't want to have they don't want to have a mirage out there. You know, where you think there are 50 people that you talk to. Right. They just have you talk to one person because that they can control. And those people usually sit by a computer with everything written down for them and what to say and how to say it and tell you where to go. Yes. And, and that's one of the <laughs> You know what I'm thinking of, the Capital One commercial? Where yeah. the guy's always saying no to the blackout dates? Yeah. It's like, this is what this is making me think of, that kind of energy. And I want to tell you some Capital One's no one to, that's thrilling to deal with either. They're one, of the, they're one of the largest banks in the world now. And that's all you do in the mail is you get things from Capital One trying to sell you credit cards. Yeah, well, here they've got a good one, okay? So Because I have a Capital One credit card. There were days, many years ago, David, when uh, I, sure. I um, actually put money in their savings account so I could get a credit card. Uh-huh. So I've actually been with Capital One for a long time, and I'm really good at just, you know, sitting back and paying the bill off so that they'll decrease my credit. I kind of know how to work with them, too. But, you know, you got to also look at your credit files, folks, that are listening to this, and make sure that all of these banks are not in there. You could, you could tell the credit card companies, the credit, the credit reporting services, you do not want these banks checking your credit. Now, you have a right to have the, you have a right to opt out of that service because every time they go in there, you're going to get something in the mail offering you something, or it could in some way affect your credit rating. Well, I wanted to tell you the new thing they're up to. So what they do, let's say that you have a $10,000 credit line, David. Mm -hmm. I'm Capital One. I send you this thing in the mail, and it says, David, give me a call. You've been a really good customer, right? Oh, God. Okay. So you give them a call, and they go, David, you know, your interest rate was at 14%. We're going to lower it to 9, right? And we're going to double your credit card from 10 to 20,000, right? Now, did they tell you that if you if you miss one payment and it's not on time, that you lose everything? Yes. No, they didn't, but I know that. But okay. that's not the point that I'm getting at here. This is what I've never heard of before. So then I said, oh, because I always just like to, I, I ask them all because I want to know how it works, right? <laughs> they go, yeah, well, we'll do that, but I think I owed something like 1500 on the $8,000 credit line, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to double my credit line, and then the only way that I could get it doubled was that if they sent me a check for all the money between the fifteen thousand and the one thousand, or sixteen thousand and the one thousand five hundred, if they sent me a check for the difference, so that I was all the way up to my credit line minus a thousand dollars. Wow! And that is the only way they would do that. Well, at Christmas time, I could just 
just imagine people going, oh, yeah, and they tell you there's no prepayment penalty. Okay, what is a prepayment penalty on a credit card? Who's heard of this before? So their, their gimmick is that there's no prepayment penalty. So I can imagine all these people going around accepting the double credit lines who had, you know, didn't know a lot of money. All of a sudden they owe everybody and their brother. Yeah. <laughs> and who's going to send the money back? You know, I want to tell you something. I happen to, I'm throwing this in, I happen to own a Prius, and I'm in the Prius. And if I don't get out of the Prius, I'm going to run my battery down. Yeah, well, you're, we're out of time, too, so it's really good that you were paying attention to your Prius. Oh, absolutely. I'm sitting in my Prius, and, and, you know, I love the car, and I like the mileage, and I feel like I'm not polluting the air, but what I, I'd hate to do is have my battery go on me because that's a major problem. <laughs> you bet it is. So what, what, I, what I will do is I will get out of the car, but when I get out of the car, I have to shut my phone off because my phone is hooked into the car. So if Got you it. call me back on my phone when I get out of the car, then I can continue to talk to you. Cool. Well, right. what we're going to do right now is we're actually going to go to our next editor, which is Lisa Molson, and we'll be back with you later. Okay, but just call back. We'll do that. Thank you so much, David. Right, thank you, Donna. And Lisa Molson of Family Matters, I bet you got an earful here. Well, can you can you all hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. Is that outrageous? Well, I just now I'm 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 in panic. I just had my purse stolen in in uh, Chicago O'Hare. And, you know, when I canceled all my credit cards, nobody even tried to use them, so I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of impact that could create, even if I did cancel them before anybody... Actually, you had your... You didn't actually, quote, cancel your cards. You had your cards reissued under a different number. Right. It's not going to have any effect. Okay, so I did the right thing. You did the right thing. Oh, good. Okay, well, good. You can tell this is my secondary field of expertise. (laughs) Okay. Well, this is Lisa Molson with Family Matters, and I wanted to bring a special little message from Dr. John Gottman. He is uh, from the Gottman Institute. On He does marital assessments and diagnosis that predicts marital stability up to 94% accuracy. That is huge. Like, this guy takes couples, and he puts them in these little study rooms with cameras all over and watches them interact, and he's done thousands of them. And what he's done is he's come down and kind of reduced it down to, you know, some of the top reasons why people um, get divorces. And one of them I want to share with you is <clears throat> criticism. And we always think of, you know, I, I mean, I just hate it when somebody goes, you always do this or you're always doing that, you know, and I hate it when you do this because, you, you know, and it makes me feel this way all the time. And when you start getting into generalities and things like that, that's what that sounds like. And I said, well, how do you ever bring, uh, you know, if you're upset about something, how do you ever, you know, approach your spouse or your loved one with uh, with uh, something that you're upset about? So there's a difference between a complaint and and criticism. A complaint is, you know, what you just said really bothered me, and I would really appreciate if you didn't say that or when you did this, it hurt my feelings. You're very specific about it, and you're not making the other person wrong is another way to approach a very specific subject. Hi, this is David Horowitz. Uh, I can't talk to you right now. Hello? Hi, David well, Horowitz. Lisa, it's just David's line. He asked me to call him back. Okay. So I was trying to call him back so he could listen to your segment, and I'm not getting him. All right. So if we want to... <clears throat> um, 
look into more of how to not create criticism on our relationship, you can go to the Gottman Institute um, online or to John Gottman, but it, you want to go to John, Gottman Institute because if you go to johngottman.com, it comes up with Amazon Books. So he's a great resource. He's got wonderful things to say. So um, we all know what happens when, you know, when criticism, criticism occurs in, in a discussion. It usually creates uh, defenses to go up. So once you hit that mark um, or that barrier in, in communication with, with somebody that you care about, um, the best thing to do is stop all conversation until you can come back and cool off and, and come back and speak without making the other person wrong and get very specific about what it is that you're upset about instead, instead of making them wrong about your whole life. So that's the message today about family relationship. This is Lisa Molson. Oh, that's great, Lisa. Listen, Lisa's a fountain of information and experience when it comes to a wide varieties of experience that you can have in family. And I really invite you to email her at Lisa, L-I-S-A, at wakingupinamerica.com or call her at toll-free, 866-RADIO-99. And while you're at it and you're over on the website, our website, which is wakingupinamerica.com, which is you can email her from there, sign up on our list. And the list is a combination list. It's a list for... <clears throat> actually signing up to get our little newsletter that tells you who's going to be on each week. And if you also sign up, you can get yourself in the monthly drawing. And we give out goodies every month to our faithful signer-uppers. So join us over there. And as I said, if you call toll-free 866-RADIO-99, you can leave a voice message, and we'll forward that to the appropriate editor. So Lisa Molson, you are a gem. And I appreciate you being here today. And next on our little agenda here, we have Cherie of the Essential Oils and Credit Snafu Ross. What is essential oil for handling credit bureaus? Uh, peace and calming. <laughs> if you can get to the bottle, right? Yeah, and persistence. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about Obviously, we are in the thrux of the holidays, and people are, these next few weeks will be very much around cooking, eating, things like that. So how can you prepare healthy, absolutely delicious tasting um, foods and treats and snacks without sugar and without those absolutely toxic, dangerous, killer, you know, synthetic sweeteners such as aspartame, Splenda, NutraSweet, Sweet and Low, all those things that are in everything that are so bad for us, including, by the way, yogurt. If you go look at your low-fat yogurts, they contain aspartame. Aspartame is toxic to the brain, and it literally kills brain cells, and it sets up a seizure disorder. And so when you're going to go after your wonderful yogurt, please do not get low-fat or fat-free yogurt um, because what you get is toxic chemicals added into your yummy yogurt. So how can you make something taste really good, be good for you, not add in extra calories, not add in extra fat, and still get that sweet tooth satisfied? Well, we've got a couple things that come from plants. One is stevia, and it's spelled S-T-E-V-I-A, and it's from the stevia plant. Stevia comes in a liquid or a powder, and the ratio, one quarter teaspoon of stevia equals one cup of sugar in sweetness, okay? It is absolutely the best for any baking or cooking where you heat things up. 
you just use a tiny amount, and if you use less than a cup of sugar in your recipes, you may use one or two drops or a few little pinches if you're using the powder. And you can just add it in instead of your sugar. Now, the only difference is sugar adds a lot of bulk. So be aware that if you're going to be using these um, uh, the stevia, that your port, that the, the end result will be maybe a little bit smaller size, but it will taste so much better and be actually very healthy for you. And by the way, stevia is very good for people who have diabetes because what stevia does is it actually helps the pancreas to balance itself with the glucose and the insulin. And so anybody who is hypo or hyperglycemic has the ability by using this wonderful plant-based sweetener, which is not synthetic at all, the whole thing comes from the plants, it will actually assist your body in uh, functioning better on its own. You know, it's interesting you say that because Larry Hagman, who gave me a whole huge supply of stevia, and I didn't know this, but when you get a liver transplant, it turns you into a diabetic. Oh, yeah, it has to. It has to because your liver processes all the chemicals and there's a, a delicate balance. Your liver also is the one that creates your hormones. And I am so grateful that uh, Larry actually went to stevia instead of things like aspartame or something low. He's very into it. He carries it around in his pocket. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, it's a little strong. Some people put it in tea, and it's got a little bit of an aftertaste. So what is your next option for cooking and baking and or sweetening? Agave, A-G-A-V-E. Agave, again, comes from a cactus this time in Central America. Agave tastes better than honey. It is safe to give to newborns. The glycemic index on agave tequiliani or the wonderful, very spectacular called blue agave, which is the best one that I would get is called blue agave, um, is, is absolutely fantastic. And the ratio of that is one half cup of the agave to equals one cup of sugar and sweetness. Now, I make my own salad dressings with this. I make my own... Um, I make my own uh, syrups with this. It is way, there's no toxic chemicals in. It maintains that energy that people get from sugar without the buzz and without the crash, and it does not add fat to your body. It does not, and it supports the brain function so that you don't you get that nice energy, the endurance energy, not the buzz, you know, up and crash energy like the roller coaster, like now, sugar. Um, one of our listeners had a question from. The comment that you made about when you know, instead of using microwaves to use a certain kind of infrared oven. Yep. How do you find them? Debbie well, on our show too was saying she was having trouble. Well, I know, and, and I can look into that from some people. I'm not a computer expert, but I know people who go on the in- internet and do a Google search for infrared ovens. I think you should them. put Steve on it. <laughs> they're finding them. It's I N F R A R E D infrared ovens, and you just do a Google search, and you'll find all sorts of places. And the price is coming down quite a bit, and they're about the same size as a microwave, and they're fabulous. So now, what's another? Let me tell you a quick recipe for a dip. And One more done. minute. Yep. So get your healthy organic yogurt. Please get organic yogurt and get the plain. And what you can do is add lime or lemon or orange or grapefruit or a little touch of cinnamon and nutmeg, whatever type of flavoring you would like from the essential oils, and add some agave in, and even the most pickiest person who won't eat anything healthy because it all tastes icky will eat this. And you can use it as a dip. You can use it with fruit. It is truly one of the best things you can do for your stomach to restore the damage from using microwaves. It's also one of the best things you can do for your immune system and your brain. So if you'd like to learn more about how to get a hold of these wonderful essential oils and the agave and the stevia, please contact me at toll-free 866-RADIO-99 
or wakingupinamerica.com. And I will also have some recipes for you if you would like. Thank you. Yeah, if you just go to the website and type in C-H-E-R-I-E at wakingupinamerica.com, you have contact with one of the most amazing encyclopedias on the face of the planet Earth as far as I'm concerned. So uh, take advantage. I I think (laughs) if there's anything I'd want you to do, I would want you to take advantage of the incredible team of people that are assembled here to be of service to you. And... um, so, Debbie Ringchop, your ears must have been ringing. You were the infrared woman, too, weren't you? Yes, I actually searched around for the infrared products, and I noticed the majority, um, there's like only one small oven that's available, and everything else is full replacement ovens for the one you have in your kitchen. So, oh. um, I was having a, a little bit of trouble trying to find replacement microwaves just to now, on the counter. I just let her straight into this. So I should tell you that she's our retirement rescue, and while she's rescuing retirement, I think she's going to be baking too. So, <laughs> Well, my husband's diabetic, and I certainly don't want to use the microwave. So my Christmas list said, I want an infrared oven. <laughs> I want to get healthier, and I want to make sure he stays healthier. So now regarding retirement rescue, first of all, did David make it back on the air? Actually, he so, didn't. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue on with some of what he was talking about and what you talked about, Val, the whole idea of the credit bureaus. Boy, that one is a fiasco in itself. There's so many different things that I can tell you about within the credit bureaus. But um, one of the things, if you do want to get a free credit report, even though it is available, the annualcreditreport.com does give you access to one free report per of the, of the three different um, bureaus, the Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. It is a little bit complicated following all their little menus and things, but if you follow the directions, you can get one free per year without having to be requesting some kind of credit. Um, within those, I just actually did mine my once a year just to see what they were charging nowadays to get a free credit report with SCORE. Equifax charged $6.95. TransUnion charged $5.95. And Experian charged $5 to get their SCORE to go with that free credit report. for the That's animal. cheaper than it used to be. Oh, it definitely is. Wow, it used to be like anywhere between 10 and $30. Well, when you go directly through all the other types of reporting systems, they do charge... Um, typically in the $30 to $40 range. So in this case, um, this is using that brand-new one that came out just a year ago, the annual credit report. Uh, this one is, like, the cheapest that you can get. And what's you, the one again? If you want to see all three reports, it's just once a year you're eligible. Yeah. And all states are now eligible. It's annualcreditreport.com. The main thing, oh, good. when you're in there, you have to follow their menu closely. And part of it is returning back to the um, menu each time. When you go and look at the first one, you have to return to look at the second one and ret- then look at the third one and return. Um, it's, it's a good reporting system. It gives you all the basic information. comes out to, you know, close to $20. But... It's still better than paying thirty to thirty-five dollars. Oh, that's a major gift, Debbie. 
Yes. It helps quite a bit. Christmas gifts. Now, I, I have actually found um, with a lot of my clients, if they really don't have an idea of what their credit scores are, before I pull an, a, a formal report, which I can do any time because I am in the mortgage and insurance business, I ask them to go to like um, Experian.com and request one of their 30-day free trials. If they go in and get the 30-day free trial with score and cancel within the 30 days, they at least got their report from one agency. That will give them an idea generally where their score is and any kind of general problems that they're going to run into. It's it's a kind of a probably not the best thing to say on the air, but anyway, I said it. <laughs> it well, why isn't it a good thing to say? Well, it's um, accurate. It's accurate as, as long as they, if they want to continue with the, the seven ninety five or nine ninety five a month, they can do that. Are you suggesting that we might be considered that we're taking advantage of the credit of, bureau? of the system? Yeah. Ah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I, I have had to learn a lot of different ways to get into the system, and I have also found a lot of ways to help combat the system. There are, believe it or not, um, within the Fair Credit Report Act, there are some um, a lot of regulations in there. But if the credit bureaus do things that are not considered valid within the system, there are actually statutory damages that can be filed against them, $1,000 up to $2,500 for each proven violation. I can and see Cherie's ears perking up. This is this is when I actually was going to uh, file a complaint against them for part of it. Um, there's things about, like, collectors that harass or abuse. Uh, there's $1,000 for each proven violation. We have something like, I'm just looking at it on the hidden site that I have. can't tell anybody where it is, though, because ah. it's a restricted site that I had to pay special privileges to get in. And um, That's what we like about you, that you were willing to pay. <laughs> I was willing to pay because I wanted to know for myself, but I wanted to be sure and help other people with it. If people are pulling credit reports um, or creditors that pull your credit report without permission, $2,500. Oh, I like that one. That one's a really nice one. If that if what they're doing causes impact to your credit score. It does. Sound familiar? <laughs> so there's, there's if anyone is interested in learning more about some of these potential lawsuit areas, they will have to email me directly and email through Debbie at wakingupinamerica.com and I can direct you to one of the statutes for your particular case if you have one that you think is a, a real issue for you. Um, another area, because th- that's the FCRA, Federal Credit Reporting Act. You can get to that on the Internet. That's so great. I'll give you the website for that. You can see all of these by going to www.ftc.gov. That's very and, good. you got about a minute. And so another area, just to say real quick, um, so if you want to, I, I like his idea of lodging complaints with your congressman, but if you want to do something that really makes a difference, you need to document all your contacts when you're working with the credit bureaus or the credit card companies or whoever it might be. Keep a record and always put it in writing. Create fax cover sheets. 
create a log of all your activity because you're going to need that to help fight back the case if it ever goes to court, which, of course, you might have to do in some cases. But having that log gives you a lot more um, power when you're working with the credit bureaus. So please, again, call us at 866-RADIO-99 and email at debbie at wakingupinamerica.com to get more information. I have lots of things that can help you out, but obviously we don't have time on the show. That's true, and the best part of it is, you guys, they'll talk to you. You can actually talk to them. It's a good thing. It's totally worth it. And while you're over there, sign up yourself. If you're in the comment box, if you want to put yourself in the drawing, just put in, fill in the information over at the website, wakingupinamerica.com, and say, I want to be in the drawing, or I want to refer a friend, and... Um, if you refer a friend to Waking Up in America and they sign up to be one of our listeners, we'll see that you get a little something special sent to you. So check it out. We're having fun. We hope you are too. And we hope we've got your ears just happy and going and that your little hands and feet are burning and getting ready to do something. But who should we bring on next but our wonderful editor, George Rucheski, who is a true leader. And I'm sure, don't true leaders take enormous advantage of things like this, George? True leaders are always about fairness and about uh, making sure that things are in balance. I bet they're and, about action, too. Well, they are. And, and many of the things that David was talking about indicate that our, our system is unbalanced and therefore sharing information and helping people take active steps to make sure that they are fairly treated is a um, certainly a true leader action orientation. And I applaud David for that. Today I wanted to share with our listeners an example of true leadership that I witnessed at home. And I'll give you a little bit of background. Uh, last week I took our dogs to the vet for their regular annual checkup and, and rabies shots. And it turned out that one of our dogs has some ear uh, infections that the veterinarian believes is a result of a food allergy. So he said what we'll need to do is change Sasha's diet so that we get her on something that um, will help alleviate the allergy because she was getting little blisters inside her ear canal and was generating a tremendous amount of what we call ear crud, earwax. Well, the veterinarian sold us a prescription diet uh, dog food, and I brought that home. And then I went on a two-day retreat uh, where I was working with the information technology leadership team in their strategic planning process. Well, I get home for the weekend, and I take the prescription dog food, and I cut it open, I pour it into our food bin, and I take the remaining half of it, and I leave it on the kitchen counter because I wanted to be able to see how much we should be feeding them, and it's just easier to see it up on the counter. And then I went to bed. When my wife got up on Monday morning, she discovered little uh, weevils all over the counter, all over the floor, and the house was infested with these weevils that had in the dog food. Ew. Now, my wife works at a hospital, and they have a staff meeting first thing Monday morning. She got up, cleaned as much as she could, and then went into work. 
And while she was there, she asked her boss if she could take the remaining part of the day as a vacation day. She's got some vacation that was built up. And he said yes. Well, she came home and proceeded to empty our pantry because that's where our food bin had gone. And instead of looking at this as an imposition, she reframed it to say, I've been meaning to get my, re- my pantry reorganized anyway. So she threw some things out. She uh, consolidated some things, got all of the shelves uncovered, went and got shelf lining, put the shelf lining in, and then restocked the pantry. In the meantime, she cleans up the floor. She makes sure that everything's been disinfected. And I I was working at home that afternoon, and I was absolutely amazed at her calm, peaceful approach to what was something that was really kind of yucky with the bugs all over the place. It was certainly an imposition at a busy holiday time, and yet she approached it with such calm and peace. And I was realizing as I was uh, interacting with her that afternoon that that's what true leaders bring to their organizations. In the midst of crisis, they remain calm. In the midst of obstacles and and, uh, adversarial kinds of things, they remain peaceful with this commitment to work through processes that will end up making things better. And I was just in, in awe of how Bobby approached it. And on Tuesday morning when I got up, I jotted a little note to her. And I, the note I left with her purse so that she got it when she got to work. And it said, I was so impressed with how you handled this disaster uh, and was inspired by your calm and peaceful approach and how you used the problem to actually make things better. And I, I was just uh, so moved by what she did. And she called me and she said, well, thank you, George. It's not often that you let me know how I have affected you in a positive way. Now, we've been married for 30 years. I thought I did it regularly. Clearly, I don't. And that's something that I'm continuing to make progress on, is letting Bobby know how she makes my life better. So, a lesson, leadership is what we do. Leadership is how we do it, in a way to make things better for others. Please call us at 866-RADIO-99. You can leave us voice messages also, visit our website, wakingupinamerica.com. You'll find all of the editors there. On the left-hand side, sign up for our newsletter so that you will be informed of upcoming guests. And you can click on any of the editors and email us. And my email is george at wakingupinamerica.com. Hey, Back to Bob you, I bet Bobby loves it, too. That was great. Uh, this is Dr. Val, and... It's so interesting about how we get into currents of things. You were talking about how well Bobby handled that situation. Recently, I traveled to Rome for the Nobel Laureates Conference, and I traveled by myself, and I carried a lot of bags. And not only did I need to lug my bags, I I ran into a lot of breakdown and failure. The plane was three hours late. The baggage got lost. I missed all of my connections. I spent the night at the funny place in the middle of Vienna, 
you know, near the airport. It was a series of events that happened, and it was just like one little stress after another, and at a certain point, I don't remember which airport, I was walking down the hall. I had been sent between all the terminals to go to all the different terminals, and I was crying, and I went, this is just so hard. I was, <laughs> and I was crying and I was crying. And at a certain point, the next morning when they hadn't didn't have my um, ticket to Rome because that had gotten screwed up somewhere, it was like how many things could go wrong? And I was into that, like, oh, my God, why is this happening to me thing? And I, I started to laugh. And I went, you know, I'm doing this trip, right? <laughs> I'm doing this trip. And I can cry my way through all the airports of Europe, or I can just get that this happens to be life, and this is what life has dished me right now. And why don't I look around and see if there's anything interesting going on here? So I did. I met some great people. But it was a turning point, and I don't know that you can always just... Sometimes I think you have to cry before you decide not to. So that's part of the message that I wanted to give you there is if, if you're a crier, cry it out. And then decide whether you'd rather be that moaning, screaming person or whether you'd be that, rather be that person that's just kind of complete and this is life and this is what happens sometimes. So it is a choice we make. But sometimes if you're carrying a lot of baggage, you actually have to work your way through that victim baggage so that you're engaged in life and you surrender being a victim. And the victim in life has no power. There's, there's attachment to absolutely everything. The person that has no attachment to what's going on and sees it simply as life happening, you have a great thing going on there. And I'll, next week I'll tell you about um, St. Peter's Basilica. But right now I want to make sure that the diva gets on the air because God knows we need the diva, um, Maureen O'Crane. And, you know, hop over to our website at wakingupinamerica.com and write our editors and Send us information about what you'd like to know about. So, Diva, take it away. Why, thank you very much, Dr. Val. I totally appreciate it. This is Maureen O'Crean for DistinctivelyDiva.com, the online community of women for women. And I am here to remind us today about our beauty. Confucius once said, everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. Do you see beauty wherever you go? Well, there's one place we're going to focus on today. The luster of objects project a beautiful glow. And the beauty that you are shines through your entire being. Our skin, however, sometimes needs a little bit of help to glow. And with the winter cold coming and the dry skin, it's an area that needs a little more attention this time of year. Our skin is constantly growing from the bottom up, and we shed, although it's invisible, all the time. We have a new body, usually between 52 and 75 days, according to the British Association of Dermatologists. Helping that dead skin to move on to its next life is what exfoliating is all about. And did you know that you could have an excellent exfoliate in your cupboard, Val? Oatmeal. Really? It or not, it's good for your heart. <laughs> it's you full of fiber <laughs> for digestion, and it is good for your skin. Let me tell you another good one. What? Salt in shampoo. Yes. 
it really makes your skin soft. I, I got to try this oatmeal because, if, you know, at least I, if, if I was hungry, I could eat breakfast at the same time. <laughs> well, it might not taste too good. But the thing about oatmeal, it's coarse enough to gently remove your dead skin. It's gentle enough not to harm your skin, and it doesn't strip away the oils that we so desperately need. Author Janice Cox, in her book, Natural Beauty at Home, tells us it's appropriate for most skin types, especially for those who are sensitive to soap. So here's how you make your oatmeal exfoliant. You mix a cup of oatmeal with water until you have a thick paste. Now, to treat those extra dry areas like your elbows or knees, you might try a little light extra virgin olive oil, and it's a natural moisturizer. It's also important to look at those dead cells area of your life, which is hiding your natural luster. Where in your life have you been holding on to remnants of something that's been gone? You don't have to give up your memories, just those remembrance of that bring you pain. I remember I was going through some old boxes of files, and I found the check stubs of a job I had been fired at. And when I saw those stubs, Did I was really back in that place 25 years before. 25 uh, years you had them? 25 years. What was I thinking? You know what? You should save one of them and frame it and put it next to your book jacket. <laughs> like that? From here to there, you know? A lot of entrepreneurs have been fired. <laughs> Every entrepreneur has been fired. Yeah, it's a badge of glory now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. I don't think so. Well, please visit distinctivelydiva.com and sign up for our free newsletter. Thanks to our sponsors, proflowers.com and Curves International. And back to you. Oh, thank you so much. Editors on air now, thank you. This program has been produced by our radio partners, coningcompany.com, Dr. James Murphy and Memoriam, executive producer Nathan Chad, our associate producer, and thank you, David Horowitz. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being our guest today. Officer Pete Laubach and to the team at Voice America and Megan for almost ordinarily. Really, thank you, guys. We love you. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on voiceamerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at heaveninc.com. <laughs>